sun goes down, and I sit on the old broken-down river pier, watching the long, long skies over New Jersey, and sense all that raw land that rolls in one unbelievable huge bulge over to the west coast, and all that road going, and all the people dreaming in the immensity of it. And in Iowa, I know by now the children must be crying in the land where they let the children cry. And tonight, the stars will be out, and don't you know that God is Pooh Bear? The evening star must be drooping and shedding her sparkler dims on the prairie, which is just before the coming of complete night that blesses the earth, darkens all rivers, cups the peaks, and folds the final shore in. And nobody, nobody knows what's going to happen to anybody besides the forlorn rags of growing old. I think of Dean Moriarty. I even think of old Dean Moriarty, the father we never found. I think of Dean Moriarty. Hey guys, it's me, Alex, from the Alex Cast, and that was the final bit of On the Road by Mr. Jack Kerouac. I started the show with that for one reason and one reason only. I was thinking of it. It's no good, like, background story. I was like, you know, I was I was trying to go for a walk, and it was terrifically raining outside. Torrential downpour, I'd go so far as to say. Torrents of rain were pouring in the downward direction. Thus, I used the phrase torrential downpour, because torrents were pouring from down. If you need further explanation, please consult a dictionary or a different show that isn't as acerbic. I don't even know if acerbic was the right phrase, or word, or anything, because, because, because of the wonderful acerbic things he does. We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Jimmy Savile. That's going to make sense to you a little bit later in the show, or if you've seen the same documentary I have. Well, where can we start? It is Saturday, uh, uh, the 25th of April, in the year of somebody's lord, 2015. My name is Alex, and I was born on a broken-down river pier uh, in New Jersey, much like that quote I just read. Uh, I was raised in various orphanages uh, up and down the East Coast, um, going anywhere from northern New Jersey to central. Uh, I killed at least three people after graduating uh, from the orphanage, 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 orphanage. So I killed about three or four people, uh, mostly drifters, oftentimes hobos. If you don't know the difference between drifters and hobos, please consult a different podcast, one that's not so acerbic. After my, well, I guess you can call it multi-state killing spree if you want to be a jerk about it, I decided that my life needed to do something a little bit different. I needed to turn the ship around and try to leave less of a, you know, blood-soaked path behind me. So I went to college, and I graduated with a degree in poetry. And I, uh, 
I thought, ah, I should have just kept killing train bums, but I didn't. I moved on, I moved on, I moved forward through life until I came to Portland. This was before Portland was a punchline. It was a city. A growing city, at that. A city where rent was reasonably cheap and a weirdo like myself could find some place to call home. And we fast forward a scant few years. Like ten. And now the city's a punchline. I can barely afford rent. And I can still smell the sweet, sweet blood of those hobos wafting in the spring air. Five days after the anniversary of Hitler's birth, I think, man, I should probably go kill some train bombs. Portland in spring. God bless you. Everyone. I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah, so it's spring. I'm here. It's a Saturday night. I was going to go for a long walk and then shower and then go and grab a couple drinks at the Standard. However, uh, the torrential downpour, as described earlier, uh, prevented me from doing that uh, because I didn't feel like walking in the rain. Sorry. I know you feel like you can blame me. But what I did do was uh, five push-ups and 20 um, Hindu presses and then uh, decided that I didn't feel like doing any more working out. So I thought I should do something, you know, uh, what's that called? Like useful with my life. And since I'm not uh, currently doing any kind of exercising, I thought, well, maybe I can do some writing. And I didn't feel like writing in my apartment. So I thought, well, I will do a podcast. And I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do a podcast because I don't have anywhere to promote it. No social media at the moment. And then I was like, oh, you know what I can talk about? No social media at the moment. And here we find ourselves again together with my lips wrapped firmly around your supplicating ears <laughs> and this microphone and other things. But I'm not going to say that yet because this is going to be a clean show until the wizard conversation. Um, yes, so uh, I took a break from social media. I've taken a break. Taken, I've taken. I've taken a break from uh, grammatical nouns and and proper pronunciation. Um, yeah, so I took a break from the social media, an unannounced break at that, because I didn't announce it. Now, I wasn't really planning one. I, I've been kind of, uh, I don't know, I, I, what, what does one say? I've been kind of, um, unamused by social media lately. Not that social media is there to amuse you. Actually, it is. Anyway, the point is, I wasn't getting a lot of, uh, responses to things or, or new followers, um, that sort of thing. And um, that's fine. Uh, but I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. So I'm like, maybe I'll just take a break. Uh, but I thought that because I realized I hadn't been on for a day, which is kind of pathetic that it takes, you know, a, a single day. And then it's like, oh, I'm having I'm having um, doubts and jitters and, and detox shakes. Um, but um, yeah. So anyway, uh, that was April 21st. And um, time. How do, I, how do I find time on here? Let's see if I click down further. 3.06 p.m., the 21st of April, 2015, I said, meh, fine. Now, reading that, I, I'll i have to circle back to the beginning of this and say, yeah, yeah, no one was wondering where I was, because with content like that, I'm not terrifically missed from the world of Twitter. Uh, however, there's no however. So I'm taking a break from the 21st. Today's the 25th. Um, 
But when this episode comes out, will be the I will break my fast from social media usage. And you'll know that because you'll have seen a link to this or, or seen this in your iTunes or whatever feed. Yeah, how exciting is that? It's not. What I've learned from my time away from social media, and I can't believe I'm talking about that after four days, but, you know, when you live a rather solitary, hermetic, um, pathetically alone existence as I do. <laughs> JK dog, I'm not really putting myself down. I am. Um... So here's some things I learned. One is uh, you do kind of get used to it after a couple of days, which is something I thought would have taken longer. Um, it was really, I realized it was like a day. I was like, yeah, I kind of feel the urge and I didn't. And then the second day uh, I had like a, yeah, I want to tweet something, but I didn't. And then the third day I was like, oh, yeah, whatever, I'm fine. You know, if I have the urge to tweet something, I don't. Though I only thought of this just now. I probably should have written those tweets down somewhere. And then I'd have all sorts of, you know, tweets for later. Hmm. Well, I wish I'd thought of that. That's unfortunate. Damn. So, I'll be back soon. Uh, or, I'm back already, because uh, you heard this. And um, you'll hear a new and revived uh, online presence of Alex. I don't know how I'm going to be new and revived, but it's going to be different, I tells you. And I'll tell you it straight, because I'm a man that likes to revive things. On social media. I'm just saying dumb shit. Let's just get to some topics. So anyway, yeah, I'll be back on Twitter at the AlexCast. Uh, Alex is always spelled with two X's. Um, uh, Facebook.com slash AlexCast. Uh, AlexCast.com. Oh, um, because it was asked of me, uh, not really asked of me, but whatever. It, thoughts have been uh, preferred in my direction, proffered uh, words. See, ladies, gentlemen, yeah, you know, you know who I'm talking to. Others, smoke monsters, whoever's listening. I lost my train of thought. Anyway, it was asked and I responded that I was going to make some Alex Cash shirts because people wanted them. And so I did the research, I got some designs worked up, and then I never did it. And I still haven't. So haha, I was just fucking with you. But I did, however, uh, make Alex Cast uh, stickers. They're cool looking. If you follow me on Twitter, you can see them. They just go through my feed. You'll see the things that say Alex has stickers. Yay. Uh, so anyway, um, I got them. I have uh, a few still. By a few, I mean a fuckload. Because, uh, well, I gave some to people I know around here, which there's not that many. And I gave them to the people that asked via Twitter. Uh, also not that many. So here we are. I have a bunch. So if you want one, just email alexcast at gmail.com. Alex always wrote up with two X's. Alexcast at gmail.com. Just email me your um, mailing address and I'll mail you a sticker. Uh, unless you live like really far away, uh, it's free. But if you live uh, if you live in like England or something, um, I'll have to charge you like a buck or two. Um, do you know that a buck means a dollar? Yeah, yeah, there's enough American media out there. But like a dollar or two, a pound. Um, and some shillings. I don't know what shillings are. Hey, pennies. No, that's American. Euros. So, yeah, uh, alexcast.gmail.com. Send me your address. I'll send you some stickers. And I uh, send them for free. Because um, I was thinking about charging them. And I sent out the first batch to the people that I know and care about. And uh, the people I know and care about that asked for stickers. I'm not going to just send them randomly to people. Because that's just, you know, that would be kind of uncomfortable. Because... 
I mean, frankly, I don't really expect what I'm really doing is 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 giving stickers to people going here, throw these out for me. And I understand that. But um, I would like to keep the show going. I would like to have uh, more new listeners come in and uh, maybe that'll do something. I don't know. Or whatever. It just gives you something to put somewhere. Put it on the back of your skateboard and show your cool kids while you're ollie flipping and 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 doing uh, caterwall backdrops. Yeah, I'm hip to the kid talk. I'm drinking a uh, Zevia zero calorie soda, grape flavored, and it's delicious. Um, as many of you know, if you listen to the show for a while, I was actually quite a good skateboarder for well over a decade. So my um, attempts to sound uh, old and out of touch with modern culture via not knowing skateboarding terms doesn't really work on any level. Like one, the joke doesn't work because skateboarding has been around for a really long time. And then two, I've talked about on the show before that I've, I used to skate a lot. Like I was good at it. Like I could do like all sorts of tricks. Like I, I, I happen to know that an ollie uh, is not an ollie kick thing or whatever I said. And all those other words were bullshit. Um, however, uh, when, when I was leaving, I could do a pressure flip and that was fun. Um, my name is Luca. I was live on the second floor. Yeah. So alexcast at gmail.com and I'll send you some stickers if you like one or two. Whatever, just ask. Put it up somewhere. You know, if you want to take a picture of it, you can tweet your picture. And be like, look, it's I put this sticker of the Alex Cast up like right next to this glory hole uh, on exit one thirty seven on the New Jersey Turnpike. Uh, yay! And then you know you can have sex through the glory hole next to my Alex Cast sticker. And then, oh, that's perfect. Alex Cast right next to glory hole. See what I did there? Is like the lyrics to the song, but instead of wormhole, I say glory hole because I'm clever and good. At jo- oh god, this show sucks. Um, this show doesn't suck. I take that back. I stop saying that. I'm trying to be more positive about my my life lately. This is something I'm working on. I'm not being sarcastic here. I'm truly doing this. I've decided uh, through meeting with my therapist, which I go to a therapist. I admit it. Um, that there's certain things about the way I live uh, that are. Well, they're unacceptable. No, she doesn't say that, but, you know, this is interpreted through my my uh, my eyes. Ears. Same difference. Brain, really. Third eye. Pineal gland. Open yourself. Namaste. Um, that I didn't realize how... I mean, I know how down I am on myself. Like, I kind of kind of hate me in a certain way. But there's a bit of, like, kind of arrogance behind there. Like a, like a perfect hatred. Like, no, 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 I'm better than hating myself more than anybody else. Which is like... Yeah, that's kind of a knowing insight. Well, I realize there's this other level going as well, where if I um, if I say uh, annoying or hateful things uh, about me in public, it's kind of like you're um, softening the blow. You know, it's like, oh, well, I expect uh, this to fail or expect no one to like me. So I might as well, you know, jump out in front and make, you know, horrible comments and, and, and mock myself. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a interesting thing that I had not really, never really coalesced in my head so i was thinking you know this is something i need to do so i will um in the future try to not shit on myself and the show as much because because that i don't know if that works i mean you could respond and tell me because here's the thing is i've never understood what what people see in the show and this is not a doubt that is that sounds like i'm insulting the show i am not i literally don't understand the like the listenership of the show has always gone up and down. It, it had like a steady climb to to a certain amount of listeners, 
Um, and then there would be like, you know, kind of an oscillating waveform there. And then it took like a spike recently. And I know because I wasn't doing a lot of episodes or whatever. But when I started to come back and do a little bit more steady episodes, um, it seems like the growth isn't there or the the listenership didn't come back as quickly. Whatever. I'm not complaining. It's just, but the show is one that, um, here, let's bring up the Alex Gus feed. If you want to do it with me, um, you can go to, check this out, A-L-E-X-X-C-A-S-R, fuck, backspace, T dot C-O-M, alexgus.com. Enter. Now, the blazing speed of my internet brings this website up nigh immediately. Episode 201. Dario. We talk about 90s rap, wrestling crap, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, 200 was the 200th episode. Uh, 199, another geek episode. Okay. Then we've got um, episode 198, sort of geek stuff, reincarnation talk, uh, earth shocker stuff. I don't remember talking about that. 197, I talk about 40 and stuff, um, more tarot talk, well, tarot talk. 196, Gnosticism. Uh, 195, talking about Vimana's uh, sacred geometry and the concept of the materialist universe. 194, uh, an in-depth uh, analysis of how I lost faith and my brain was completely broken. 193, uh, me and Lillian having a completely silly talk about the Simpsons, existential goth, and all sorts of things. So, it's, okay, that's just a random sampling of the last few episodes. And it's even weirder when you go further back. So this show is kind of like a it's it's a it's a show about spirituality and philosophy uh with dick jokes and pop culture that's often will go many episodes in a row without talking about spirituality and philosophy it's it's a comedy show that often is serious it's a serious show that sometimes is just ridiculous so i don't know what people listen for i don't really know what the the thing is um especially on the especially on the um the solo shows because me talking to people in studio i could i understand why that's amusing um in a, in a very strict, like, direct forward, like, oh, you're listening to two people trying to be amusing in a conversation with each other. That's what I like about podcasts. So, aces. Let's do that. But I don't understand, like, the solo ones, like, you know, should I be talking about, you know, magical practice, tarot? Should I talk about uh, news stories from our everyday life? Should I talk more about my personal life, which I kind of put on the wayside for a while? Um, should I... Who knows? I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. So anyway, I'm confused about this show. I'm confused about that sort of thing. But um, anyway, I'm, not, I'm trying not to put myself down as much, put the show down as much. But the reason I bring that up is that <laughs> the thing that I thought of while talking about that, and you heard the spot where I got confused and changed direction. Here's something I said to my therapist last Wednesday. Uh, you've seen a satanic mass, right? I'm going to just give you a second. No, I'm going to repeat. So I'm sitting in my therapist's office, and I say, you've seen a satanic mass, right? Y-O-U-P-O-S-T-R-E-V-E-S-E-E-N-A-S-A-T-A-N-I-C-M-A-S-S, comma, R-I-G-H-T, quotation mark. I'm not, I don't think... And it's shocking to talk to your therapist about anything. It doesn't matter. That's what they're there for. The thing that the thing that got me when I said that out loud, and we had a nice laugh about it, was the comma right. 
the idea there is that it's so expected. It is so normal in this universe to have seen a satanic mass, black mass, whatever you want to call it. But I'm asking almost as a side note, like, well, you've had a ham sandwich before, right? Now, unless somebody that I know is, is, is of a, uh, or let's say a turkey sandwich before, right? So unless I know someone's been a, a vegetarian their whole life, one would expect that they've either had a turkey sandwich or would go, you know, no, funny thing, don't like turkey. Or like, funny thing, my mom was pecked to death by a turkey. Like, there'd be a story. You know, it's one of those, it, it's just an expected concept. It's just, it is, it is, uh, it's almost like tacitly understood for me that she would have got, seen a satanic mass. It's, yo, you've seen a satanic mass, right? And at that moment, kind of the, when we're kind of laughing about it, I was like, yeah, that was a little weird. And I, I mean, I'm not saying it's weird because I don't really believe in weird, but it kind of puts into focus and it comes back to the show as well that some of the things I take for granted about my life and the, and the kind of strangeness that has existed and the, you know, I guess interesting aspects of it is I kind of, because maybe it's because I don't value myself as much that I don't realize that some of the things I've done are, would be interesting to other people, like living a life where I could say something along the lines of, well, you've seen a satanic mass, right? So, uh, that was strange. So we ended up uh, talking about that. And, uh, the conversation was basically about how, uh, I'm trying to find something to belong to, not Satanism, but, uh, because I'm terrifically alone, I was trying to find like a, a group, like, um, you know, I don't know, a club or something. And I was talking about how I have looked for book clubs and I went to a couple spiritualist meeting things, uh, spirituality, not spiritualist, not the 18th century movement started by Manuel Lovatsky. I mean, let's not be silly here. Um, so anyway, and I was just, but uh, I use the black mass thing as an example of like a lot of the, the kind of weird groups are like the, the, uh, uh, Satan, Satanists, the, the Church of Satan, the Anton Xander LaVey Satan, not the people who actually worship Satan. So, um, you know, where it's just like a, it's a reversed Catholic mass. It's just, you know, like, eh, you guys do this, so we're going to do the opposite. We're so, you know, it's just like this, uh, um, like reactionary, like defining yourself by the morals of the other by, you know, doing the opposite. You know, it's just, and it's just, it, I mean, to me, it's just silly because, I mean, I, I, I guess I have to understand, and this is that thing about me being weird is I have to understand, I guess some people do need that. But for me, when, like I was raised Catholic, I, I was a bit of a believer for a while. Um, when I stopped, I went, oh yeah, that's probably stupid. Yeah, that's pretty horseshit. And that was it. I didn't have to put on goat ears and, and perform, you know, uh, Dionysian, you know, orgies. I didn't have to, you know, do blood sacrifice. Like it's just. You went, oh yeah, that's, that didn't work. Like there's the, the kind of anger and the reactionary nature of things like makes it difficult for me to join clubs. Cause most clubs are like, um, um, well, okay. Take like, I, I, I like the, before the modern form of it, I liked atheism. Like, and it was usually like intellectual people having intellectual talks without the kind of overhanging weight of a uh, floaty man in the sky. But now atheism is almost like the Satanist thing where it's just like, dude, you really believe in your invisible friend? And it's just a bunch of rude jerks, like mocking people, which is fine. 
I like rude jerks mocking people, but that's not what I'm looking for in that specific group. So, and it seems like everything's like that. So like any kind of like, especially in Portland where everything's like, when it's weird, it's gotta be so weird. So if it's, uh, uh, you know, like, oh, I can't even think of an example. That's not the ones that I just prattle on about. I know I prattle on about atheism too much, but if it's, you know, if it's one, th it's not a thing, it's here's, okay, here's the way to put it. There's a lot of things that are defining themselves by not being a thing. So it's, it's not a group of free thinkers that don't need the existence of God in their life to continue and live a good and healthy life, et cetera, et cetera. It's people that actively don't believe in God and get in fights with people on the internet about it, which is aces. Fine. That's how, how you want to spend your time. But, uh, the, at least the public face of it is being defined by the other group. And I'm not trying to decide with the other group. Like Christians are fucking irritating, but you're not giving yourself a good name. Um, so it's, there's a lot of things like that where it's kind of the reactionary group and then kind of the normal group by the normal stuff. Like let's say, a, um, you know, bowling club or a billiards club goes the opposite way. So there'd be like almost like the, the frattiest frat, fratty frats, you know, it's the, uh, this distilled normalcy because all the other things became so ridiculously weird that they almost become the, well, we're not weird. We're not weird. And there's no kind of, I'm not saying there's no because I don't know a lot of people here and I'm, you know, searching around via like random internet searches. So I, I, I'm saying for a lonely random dude, it's difficult to find is what I mean by no groups where it's, you know, there can just be like weird people and normal people and, and not to say that normal people or weird people are different, yada, yada, but you get the idea where it's like just a mix of people or just people, not, uh, not walking billboards for their beliefs and the group they belong to. Like, um, I've had this conversation about feminism a lot where I'm, I am by every definition of the phrase a feminist, but man, would I not want to hang out with a group of feminists? Like the ones that like are, that's their, that's their, um, their billboard. That's their calling card in the same way. Like the first thing someone mentions is that they're Christian or the first thing someone mentions is that they're atheist. Or the first thing someone mentions is that they're into cars or NASCAR or, or something where it's like, that's their thing. Oh man, what a boring fucking party, you know? Um, I think I don't, if I don't go to parties. I, you know, I think I've mentioned I'm a little lonely, but, uh, it seems like the groups are that, like, there's a lot of this kind of, that's my, that's my gimmick. It's almost, you know, it's characters, not people. It's, yeah, it's people like playing roles and, and it's not just Portland. I mean, this is the way it is everywhere, but Portland is where I'm living. So this is my, um, you know, my reference point through it. And I think here, because the kind of, uh, the weird open culture exists so much becomes the, a lot of, a lot of people that would kind of be happy and you know, quote unquote normal. And I'm not banding that word about, it, cause I know there's no normal, but I mean, you know, uh, statistically average, you know, whatever the, the, the non-extreme to any side kind of, you know, humdrum 50% people. I think a lot of them are kind of pressured into one way or the other, not pressured. That's a shitty word too, but the societal conventions to become weird and it becomes this kind of weird. I said weird a hundred times. It's hinterland, this warrior area. It's the, it's the song of ice and fire. Like, um, it's, you know, you're either with the wall or with, you know, Dorn. I don't really know enough about, you know, nothing, Jon Snow. Uh, I don't know enough about that to continue that metaphor. So, uh, anyway, I asked my therapist, uh, have you seen a black mass, right? And, uh, 
Yeah. That's what goes on with me. So anyway, if you've never seen a black mask, because now I guess I know that there are people out there that haven't, it's really boring and stupid. It's just, it's the same. It's like if you were raised in, in as, a, as a member of the Church of Satan, you'd be just as bored with black masses as I was bored with the Christian mask that I grew up with. Um, but I can't think of the things that happened there. Like where you do the stand up, sit down and shake your hands and you know, do the, Hosanna in the highest, which is my favorite song. Hosanna, Hosanna, Maya. I don't, you notice I said Hosanna, Hosanna, Maya, because I don't know if it's my God, my word, Hosanna, my love, my. The point is, I was really bored in church when I was a kid, so my mom would let me bring paper to draw on and occasionally a bag of Cheerios to shut me up. And that's why I now worship the devil. Moving on to the things I have in store for you. Number one on the list of things Alex is about to talk about. Drumroll, please. It'd be really weird if a drumroll just happened and a sound of TSA agent. TSA agents? No, those are the guys that... What are, NSA. Oh, well, no reason to finish that sentence. Liquid mercury found under Mexican pyramid could lead to King's Tomb. An archaeologist has discovered liquid mercury at the end of a tunnel beneath a Mexican pyramid, a finding that could suggest the existence of a king's tomb or a ritual chamber far below one of the most ancient cities of the Americas. Mexican researcher, word I can't say, oh no, Sergio Gomez, announced on, I saw like one of those Exante Gran things, and I was like, ah, oh, there's no way I'm pronouncing, and I was like, oh no, those are both words I know. Mexican Mexican reach-arounder Sergio Gomez announced on Friday that he had discovered large quantities, in quotes, of liquid mercury in a chamber below the Pyramid of the Feathered Serpent, which would be, um, what's that guy's name, Quetzalcoatl, the third largest pyramid of Teotihuacan, the ruined city in central Mexico. Gomez is blah, 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 working in the blah, 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 blah. The shimmering reflective qualities of liquid mercury may have resembled, in quotes, an underwater river, not that different from the river Styx, Hendricks said, if only in the concept that it's the entrance to the supernatural world and the entrance to the underworld. Mirrors were considered a way to look into the supernatural world. They were a way to divine what might happen in the future, she said. It could be a sort of river, albeit a pretty spectacular one, albeit. albeit. Wait a second, who's she? Uh, I guess during the blah blah blah. Oh, Hedrick is a she. Anyway, uh, there is an infographic where this thing happens, this uh, Mercury River. And it's pretty interesting. The story is long. Well, it's not long. It's just longer than I'm going to read on a fucking podcast. I already started with a quote from fucking Jack bloody Kerouac, but, um, yeah, it's the guardian.com. And, um, there's a the thing about liquid mercury. I think it's pretty interesting going to the pan, not, well, it's going to panspermia. What's pan global. The theory that there was a, uh, seafaring or global civilization, uh, well before the ones that we recognize this brings up something for me. No, I don't know the dates on this unless I read it out loud before, but that um, says hasn't been unsealed in 1800 years. All right. Well, it's not that old. God damn it. I'm using fucking science and dates again on ancient aliens theory. Well, it's not ancient aliens, but uh, the seafaring global culture. There's an interesting thing about this is that uh, in China, yeah, China, there's a bunch of pyramids there. Uh, they're, they're earthen pyramids. 
And uh, there's, I mean, they're fucking giant. They look like mountains. They only really started to be talked about recently because China was so cut off from the West. But in one of them, and I don't know if they actually found the chamber yet, but there's a story that the chamber uh, where they, where they, you know, the dead royal person was, um, is a room where they had inlaid stars in the ceiling. The stars were made out of, you know, diamonds or some kind of gem fanciness. And uh, it was a full kind of Venice-like reproduction of a city, but instead of water, it was liquid mercury. So it was a room full of liquid mercury. Uh, and that's supposed to, you know, shine up and make it look like it's, you know, the kind of, uh, one would assume, th this this um, story was talking about, uh, the one from Mexico referred to it as a river, but I, in my head, it, more of like a night sky, uh, Milky Way, if you would. And But it's interesting that liquid mercury being found inside of pyramids on the other side of the world from each other, well, not the other side of the world, but... Um, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty specific. But as I was saying about using logic, just there's, if that was 1800 years ago, um, math, what's that? So that's 240 common era. Did, no, wait, 1800. What year is it? 2000. So 215. Yeah. Where did I pull 40 from? That was stupid. Anyway. 215, Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was like well after the whole Chinese emperor culture. So it'd be interesting. It'd be, I'm just saying it'd be, if there was this kind of world traveling civilization, it would be odd that there'd be such a gap. Or maybe, maybe there was always liquid mercury and that's the first one we found. So anyway, Yada yada. I thought it was an interesting story and just thought it was weird that this was something that was practiced in China as well. I'm not a big, um, I like to make fun of ancient aliens because it's stupid and their logic is bad and their history is bad. Most of their facts are made up. But some stuff is actually super interesting about there being a, uh, and a more ancient culture, a more seafaring culture. And mm, I don't know if this counts as evidence towards it, but it is interesting. But to be fair, I suppose liquid mercury would be pretty fucking fantastic if you knew where it was, so it's not that weird. Like, they always say, like, one of the things uh, with the ancient aliens that, or I'm saying ancient aliens, but I mean the supposed similarities in ancient cultures that um, became popularized by that just god-awful series was, oh, it's so weird that all these people made pyramids. No, it isn't. Like, give a kid some blocks. The, the the natural shape they're going to take is a pyramid. Like, watch a kid make a sandcastle. It's a fucking pyramid. Like, it's a natural shape. It's one of the... It's it's a... It's a shape that makes sense that would carry strength. It's... This is not a... This is not some secret... Like, if they were, like, octahedral fucking uh, pyramids that can... With a, with a central core that rotated... Yeah. Uh, that would be like, whoa. Yeah, that's way specific. But a fucking pyramid is... That's how you build shit. Like... It's like a fundamental, like, I, I, I would assume that if you get, you probably could give, uh, blocks to like a great ape and, and, you know, Coco the gorilla. Well, she's like super smart, but like, you know, some random bonobo and be like, here, build shit. They would come up with a fucking pyramid pretty quickly. So th this is not a, this is not a coincidence. Uh, it's just a, it's a natural shape to take. It's not that odd. You know, it's like, it, it's it, no one, no one in on those fucking series go, 
every culture across the world came up with the concept of straight lines. <gasps> you know, it's just because it's so natural to us and straight lines are so, you know, this thing. But no, this is a pyramid. It's fucking three lines. Shit's easy to figure out. I'm, I'm not saying to build one. That's impressive. But the, the it being stylistically similar is not all that impressive. You know, if if you take children's drawings, they blow at it the same way across the world. So you should... Okay, here's the thing. The next story I have, I really wish I hadn't worded it that way. But I did. I'm going to play you some sound clips. Um, you know, wait, wait, I'm going to play you different sound clips first. And then, then, then I will, um, yes. Okay. This is what I'm going to do. Okay. I have a different story first, and then I'm going to play the one because, uh, uh, I didn't want to, I, let's play this and then you'll, you'll understand why I'm vacillating here. Okay. It's hopefully it's still here. Okay. This is uh, from a, from a website that doesn't look particularly, oh yeah, I've read shit from here before. It's terrible. Anyway, this is, um, supposedly a recording of a Russian astronaut that was lost in space, uh, the first woman in space. And, um, uh, and yeah, so anyway. I'm going to over-talk this a little bit. So the screen says, according to uh, Achille and Giovanni, Judica, whatever, they tried to send the first woman to space in 1961. At a time where the Americans had only held a small suborbital flight, the Soviets planned her flight to orbit the Earth 17 times. However, something went wrong during the flight, and re-entry had to be postponed. It is unknown what went wrong. That's just what went wrong. Due to dwindling air supplies, re-entry was attempted on May 23rd. During re-entry, the Vostok rocket and its supposed female passenger was destroyed. This is the supposed final recording of the cosmonauts' final moments. The cosmonaut can be heard complaining about increasing temperature. As flames engulf the capsule, she becomes noticeably scared and emotional.
exterminate. I'm sorry. The recording kind of sounded like a Dalek. Look, here's the thing. It's probably bullshit. I'm sh I don't know, but I thought it was interesting uh, enough to play. Uh, if you know Russian, you can uh, tell me what it says. Though there is a link to the description, but um, I don't. I'm not gonna read it because I feel bad for my sister. Calls me Nota, but I'll put a link on the website alexcast.com for the episode. Um, well, let's um. Do I have anything? Oh, here's, okay, here's a, okay, there's going to be another clip, and this one's shorter. This is like a minute 30, but before I do this clip, um, because this is like a scatterbrain podcast, uh, facebook.com slash thestandardpdx is where you can get knowledge of the standard, the bar that sponsors this program. Now, let me, let me take it back one second here. Uh, Monday night, Monopolova, $4. I need, that used to be my favorite thing. And I, on the show, you may remember going, just another mono Monday. And everybody's like, Alex, shut up. Stop singing stupid songs. You're bad at singing. And then I was like, yeah, but it's Monopolova, the standard for $4, just another. God, shut up. We're going to stop listening to you. And, uh, well, I did shut up and you stopped listening anyway. So come back. I won't sing anymore. I promise. You know, it's a promise I can't keep. I've got a song in my heart and I'm ready for love. So let the stormy cloud break. Everyone from the place. I'm on with the rain of the smile on my face. Um, anyway, so hang out with the Droogies at The Standard, 14 Northeast 22nd in Portland, Oregon. Northeast Portland. Northeast 22nd, number 14 on that street. If you turn off the of Burnside, it's like right there on your right. You're like, hey, look, there's this fence and a sign that says The Standard. That's what you're looking for. Uh, yeah, so Wednesday night, you get uh, dollar hams. And all these deals work during the day, too. They have, like, a good happy hour. I just never drink during the day because um, I have to work. And I don't like drinking immediately after work because then I go home and I'm like, oh, well, what do I do now? Drinking was, like, the only idea I had for tonight. So I guess I'll just have a panic attack and die. So don't have a panic attack and die. Go to the Standard on Wednesday. Drink $1 hams. Go to the Standard on Saturday and drink $2 microbrews. These are These are poured from a tap of deliciousness. They're microbrews, the best you can find in the world. And drink them for $2. And you're like, wow, this is delicious. And it is delicious because you can find it at The Standard. Facebook.com slash The Standard PDX. This is one minute of 41 seconds of deliciousness. You all know why I love Stephen Fry. Well, you don't know why, but you all know I love Stephen Fry. And this is Stephen Fry reading something that was close to my heart. It probably still is. The first noble truth of Buddhism is that suffering is an inescapable part of life. The legends say that when Gautama, who later became the Buddha, left his palace, he saw an old man, a diseased man, and a decaying corpse. He realized that our lives include struggle, anguish, and pain. The second noble truth is that this suffering stems from the greed, ignorance, and hatred that arises in our minds our craving to avoid the difficulties life throws up. The third noble truth is that we can end all this if we can stop craving and respond differently. Doing so brings nirvana, or awakening, a state of complete wisdom and compassion for all beings. The fourth noble truth is the Buddha's recipe for achieving happiness, virtue, and eventually nirvana. It is the eightfold path of developing understanding, 
positive intentions, skillful speech, action and livelihood, making the right kind of effort, cultivating mindfulness and mastering meditation. The Buddha compared his teachings to a raft that a man uses to cross a raging river. Once you've crossed the river using the raft, once you've understood the truth of life for yourself, there's no point in remaining attached to it. How good is that? I'll tell you how good it is. Fucking good. And you bastards better listen to it. Oh, it's starting again. It's not that good. So, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I like Stephen Fry a lot. Uh, I like um, the whole Buddhist Four Noble Truths aspect of things. Uh, I think it's pretty straightforward. Like, if you understand that and obey, you're probably going to have a pretty goddamn good life and a good way to approach the world. And um, I want to play that for you. I want to share that with you. My friends that listen. All very few of you. Very. Very few of you. My god. Where have you gone? Speaking of not that, this is why I want to put a little space. Now we shall close that space. I didn't know who this guy was. I'm American, as you may know. The fella that I'm about to play from the clip is not American. Now, the rest of you Americans are listening. That doesn't mean he's evil. Now, this one happens to be evil, but not everybody that's not American isn't evil. Um, I can't think of any right now, but I'm sure that there's some non-Americans that uh, are are nice and good people. Uh, John Candy's dead. Uh, I think Bill Murray's from the States. Hmm. May have to rethink this. David Bowie. Everybody loves David Bowie. And he's not even from America. Hell, he's afraid of us. So, let's just keep an open heart and an open mind. But not to this guy. This guy's an evil bastard. So, I'm going to... <laughs> uh, I'm going to uh, play this. Uh, so, I watched this... Uh, anyway, I don't know who this guy was. I'd heard reference to him, but uh, he's a famous BBC presenter. And I watched a really dumb documentary about him. Now, he was... Let's listen to the clip first, the, the two clips first, and then and then I'll, I'll tell you about it, because I think this is going to probably help you about. Jimmy Savile went from national treasure to national disgrace overnight. The lurid stories of his sexual depravity surfaced from the murky depths of his 50-year reign over our televisions. Now seen as Britain's most notorious paedophile, the popular press described his actions as those of a monster. But was there a darker motivation for his crimes? Was Savile in fact a trans-dimensional sorcerer who harvested occult energies to feed his hunger for power? Yeah, darker motivation, trans-dimensional sorcerer. James Wilson Vincent Savile was born on October the 31st in 1926. Oh, that was weird. Alright, let, let's face this. I didn't do the edits very well here. I guess we'll just... Oh, here's more stuff. Hold on. Jimmy Savile was buried at a 45-degree angle, overlooking the same stretch of sea where Dracula's ship, the Demeter, washed up. Mm -hmm. 
I should probably fill space here. This, there's probably shit on the screen in the actual documentary. I just grabbed the audio. So, now he's a trans-dimensional dark wizard. And, uh, Both Dracula. Dracula and Sir James Savile were energy vampires who stalked and terrorized England, preying on young virgins. Savile's golden coffin was cast in concrete. Was this to make sure that the vampiric energy beast of the North could never rise again? Was Savile's exposure part of the great cleansing that is currently underway across the world, which Danny Boyle helped to activate with the 2012 London Olympics opening ceremony? As it was during this time, the ancient Egyptian Lion's Gates. An energy transfer portal from the Sirius star system was opened to help facilitate the recalibration of theoretical spiritual energies that flow throughout the universe. Science. see the character of the child catcher terrifying children in their NHS hospital beds. Jimmy Savile has since been accused of abusing dying children in Great Ormond Street Hospital, the same hospital seen in the opening ceremony. We also see Savile in the character of Voldemort, who appeared alongside the child catcher in the Olympic Mega Ritual. Voldemort, the dark wizard, is dressed in the black robes that symbolise Saturn, the pagan Roman god. Let's take a look at Saturn. All right, so that's where we leave it there. Wasn't oh, not where we leave it. <laughs> All right, let's just let's just take a second and breathe. Jimmy Savile was a radio host, TV host kind of guy. He was well loved, uh, from what I can tell. He gave just a shitload of time and money to charities, mostly children's charities, from what I understand. And, um, well, a few years back, it turns out that he was, and I'm quoting here, most likely England's most prolific child rapist ever. Wow. So, he had guest lodgings, like, uh, what, like, uh, like apartments. Under the prison, like like a prison asylum kind of thing that he would visit sometimes. And apparently that was like a, you know, kind of like a rape cave. Um, he also had it under the hospital that they mentioned in that clip. And apparently there were some, well, there were some really bad things going on. So, yeah, this man probably like one of the worst people that's ever existed from, from what I can tell. I mean, I, I, it's strange how it didn't really... I mean, I don't really live in the world, so maybe it did show up on American news, but, um, so, oh, and you heard the one part, sir, so he was knighted at one point, uh, which is good. So he's horrible just to set up the, these are all real things. These are, these are the horrors that this man inflicted onto the world. Now let's go through the documentary that I watched and I'm using the term documentary quite wrongly. This whole movie is filled with beautiful clips. The ones I pulled out that you heard was that he is a dark trans-dimensional wizard. I don't know what that means. He, um, oh, all my notes are bad. Darker. Oh, yeah. So the first clip was, did he have a darker motivation? No, that's, that's my favorite part of this documentary was, they just described how he's this massive pedophile. And then he said, 
But did Sir James Savile have a darker motivation? A darker motivation than raping kids? Meh? I don't... I get that you like to have your little conspiracy fun and 9-11 didn't happen and we didn't land on the moon and nothing that we ever did ever happened and we never invented the wheel and the world isn't round and, and electricity doesn't work. It's actually, you know, uh, uh, mana from the god Osiris coursing through your iPhone. I, that's all well and good. But I think maybe, maybe you want to be a little more careful in your documentary filmmaking. Uh, when referring to the darker motivations he may have had behind his child rape. <laughs> it's, yeah. So, uh, the other clip uh, is uh, that he may be uh, a, a vampire. As they put it, the vampiric energy, the vampiric energy beast from the north. Because apparently he was known as that. Now, I don't live in England. But, I don't know this guy's story, but, uh, I think that if your nickname is Vampiric Energy Beast from the North, I don't I don't know if you really want to have him be like a like a board member on children's charity. Just I think maybe if you were happy fun time energy from the east. Delightful person for a tea party from the west. Oh, joyous day, money fairy of the South. All of them, please come sup at the same table as me. Oh, who's the empty seat for? Oh, that's for Sir James Savile, vampiric energy beast of the North. I don't think uh, that's... <laughs> I. Yeah, so anyway, uh, that apparently was his nickname, and I did not mean to leave the empty seat for Elijah to be filled with a massive raping pedophile vampiric energy beast from the north that may be a transdimensional dark wizard. I just wanted to point out that it may be the greatest documentary I've ever seen. It is so fucking weird. Um, I'll put a link to it, and the title of the documentary, uh, wait, let me get the exact title for y'all, if you will forgive my colloquial speech. And you can understand why I watched it. Um, let's see. Was... Okay. Oh, there we go. There's also, apparently, there's a conspiracy theory that he was also um, murdered. So, this one, it, it was put up, to, put up, because, sorry, I'm really thrown off. Um, okay. Was Jimmy Savile a wizard? Version 1.0, full documentary. So, I'm going to put a going to put a, uh, a link to this and I'm not saying you should watch it but it's it's fucking bonkers oh yeah yeah uh it's, this this um this this YouTube commenter reminded me yeah the Olympic mega ritual was to like cleanse London of his evil influence and don't get me wrong cleansing him of his cleansing London of his evil influence great idea Generally, the beast from the north energy vampire transdimensional dark wizard, you might want to, you know, just, you know, light a candle after he leaves. Uh, but the Olympic mega ritual apparently was this giant occult ritual to try to cleanse him. But uh, also, there's a portal to hell in Leeds. Uh, I completely forgot about that. And it's, th like, the line's just thrown out anywhere. It's just like, oh, yeah, and uh, Jimmy Savile, the absolute monster or whatever, you know, lived in Leeds where there's a portal to hell. And it's just, it's the weirdest shit. Um... Yeah, so 
I don't know, maybe you want to watch it. I, I don't, here's the thing. I want to be clear here. I do, I do make a lot of horrible jokes. It is a thing that I do. However, I need to make this very clear. I'm not laughing at what he did. I'm laughing at this documentary. The man is obviously a fucking monster and, and, and should have, well, he's dead now. So there's not a lot we can do about that, but he, he's, he's, he's like one of the worst people that's ever happened. So I'm not trying to laugh at, at crimes perpetrated. I'm not laughing at the, at the people that were, that were injured, uh, via aforementioned crime. Uh, it's, it's like fundamentally disgusting on every way. So I just, I want to make that very clear because I, I, in like before I was talking about how like I, I'm kind of weird and I don't really get along in groups and I don't really leave the house that much. I do also forget sometimes that, you know, communication is important and I don't want people to think I'm like, Hey, you know, what's funny kid rape because it's not, uh, making fun of pedos funny to me because you're making fun of horrible people. And it's like, Oh, that's cool. Cause you're making fun of the horrible person. Uh, but in this case, like this guy's like, to sound a little English here. He, he was proper fucked up. Like he's like Hitler bad. So, um, those, that's, 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 um, that's our friend Jimmy Savile, the, the, um, vampiric energy beast of the North. Yeah. Uh, maybe you want to watch the documentary. Maybe not. The important thing is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the important thing. I don't know how to finish this. Um, there was a, I was going to talk about, I'm trying to get uh, in studio people, uh, next week. Um, I was going to talk to them about it, but then I realized it's kind of hard to talk to people about that. For, I mean, for a number of reasons, but also, okay. Yeah. Hi in studio people. Here's the thing is I want to talk about, um, uh, one of the most prolific child rapers that, uh, that, that Britain's ever seen. No, 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 I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about a documentary that they made about him comparing him to, uh, uh, to wizards, uh, Voldemort. Oh yeah. Did you hear that part where they said, they, they said he was basically Voldemort because it, it's, yeah, it's, I love these kind of documentaries on a fundamental level, but it's, it's, you know, it'd be kind of difficult to talk to people. Cause like, you know, they'd probably care more about like, you know, the, the whole, you know, the, the horrible child raping thing, you know, like that, like the, the actual, like the horrible stuff. Why? Uh, because my brain is broken, uh, find the strange people making documentaries about him being a wizard. Um, uh, fascinating. Maybe he was a wizard. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. Interesting stuff. So you can find links to everything I talked about tonight at alexcast.com. And, um, yeah, you can find links to everything. My Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. I talked about it before. And, um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, for stickery kind of things, I'll be back, uh, very, very soon, uh, for another episode. And, um, I'm going to try that, that entire episode to not talk about any kind of any kind of horrible things, and we all know that that's not going to happen. So, from all of us here in the echo chamber, yes, that's right, the room with the creepy door, from me to you, expelliarmus. <laughs>